previously on Quantum Kickflip. Slug blasting is teen slang that refers to using illegally modified devices such as hoverboards to tear holes in the space-time continuum and sneak into other dimensions. And it isn't remotely allowed here at Hillview. As you round a corner, you see a smaller boy who is uh, desperately trying to reclaim his stolen possession here. And I immediately... I uh, turn around and punch the first kid, like the like the guy with the thing in his hand. You recover the device, but there's a piece missing and the bullies likely took it with them. We'll see everyone at the party after. We'll head to the pit after school. The right side of her body uh, looks like uh, just a glitched out mess. Slug blasting's so cool. Why do you hate, no, slug, blasting? hate slug blasting? And uh, Elliot, someone catches your eye. A girl that you instantly recognize from an experience over the summer, and you have a gigantic crush on this girl. Mm -hmm. He's tapping one heel uh, against the floor. What he's actually doing is uh, kind of programming time around him to move a little faster. Hey everybody, welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a uh, Slug Blaster actual play podcast. It's me, Robin, your GM game master, slug master, game blaster guy, that's me. Uh, and we're going to go around the circle here and uh, and introduce all of our players off the dome. Let's have you introduce yourselves in order from youngest to oldest. Go! Hi, I'm Michael Vetch, the youngest player, and I am playing Nick Lowe, the youngest character. <laughs> uh, Nick is the smarts playbook. He is a young, precocious, energetic, anime-loving kid who, who has ninja shoes and he runs up walls and stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm Glenna Showalter. I am only five months older than Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm playing Elliot Buchanan. She is the chill playbook, and uh, boy, does she live up to that. And she is an aspiring singer-songwriter who has a cool sound system. Hello, I'm Lena. I am playing Angus Franklin. He's the Guts playbook with the skip mode runners. Uh, he couldn't even make it through the first day of school without getting in detention, but fortunately his skip mode runners made it all go faster. Hey, I'm Liam Kreswick. I am playing Lake Marsden. She is the Hearts playbook. Her signature device is the Reality Cannon, and she is dressed to party and by that i mean wearing the same thing she always does overalls and a panic energy drink t-shirt uh, and then of course her signature right hand uh, or right side of her body glitched beyond recognition and i'm david ray uh i remember the 80s and uh <laughs> i am playing chester capone and his signature device is uh just his worn out sneakers that allow water into the foot uh, why would you want that? I don't know, but that's what he has, and he has the Grits uh, playbook. And uh, and I'm older than time and God, and my name is Robin, and I'll be hosting hosting the episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've seen our, our characters' first day of school play out, uh, and now we're going to see how they spend their first evening.
prairie towns are, as a rule, pretty boring in every conceivable way, but Hillview is a special kind of boring. While other towns have extremely dull things like pulp mills or gas plants or mining operations, Hillview makes them all look like amateurs. The primary industry in the area is, or rather was, the excavation of aggregate, in short, digging up gravel. No one is sure why the work stopped, whether they dug up all that was there or the money ran out, but even though there hasn't been any workers on site in years, the gravel pit remains, a giant crater on the outskirts of town, 30 feet deep and a quarter mile in diameter. Officially, no one is allowed in the gravel pit, as the combination of a giant open pit and the various pieces of heavy machinery left by the work crews makes the entire area extremely dangerous. So, naturally, it's Hillview's number one teen party destination. On this particular Tuesday evening, the pit is as crowded as ever. A speaker system supplied by Elliot Buchanan is set up in one corner, blasting big shiny tunes too, and someone has draped colored fabric over some floodlights in what is either a clever homemade light show or a flagrant fire hazard, probably both. Styrofoam coolers full of ice are strewn about randomly loaded up with whatever illicit alcohol people could smuggle from their parents' cabinets or convince their older siblings to procure for them. A rusty front-end loader sits atop a mound of gravel with high schoolers climbing up into the raised bucket, snapping selfies with their M phones and daring each other to dive into a nearby sunken area that's filled with rainwater. A group of hoverboarders circle the perimeter, ramping up the sides of the pit before careening back down. There is a huge bonfire near the center of the pit with several abandoned wooden pallets stacked up and set ablaze. The warm, humid air smells of smoke, spilled beer, and desperation. Elliot, I, I am picturing that Tamblin's boyfriend came by your place and picked up the speaker system in his truck. So like you didn't have to escort them there. I think that was probably one of your conditions of boring them of like, yeah, but I'm not moving it. Uh, <laughs> you, you do the lifting kind of thing. Um, so you're free to show up to this party whenever you feel like. When does uh, chill Elliot arrive at the party? I think about like half an hour after the posted start time. Yeah, and uh, that's a good point. Um, in 1999, in the 1999 that we're all familiar with, that we all lived through, this kind of thing would probably be all word of mouth. But in this, uh, if you if you haven't noticed yet, we're in a bit of a different 1999 here. There are there are hoverboards, there are hover cars, there are much better cell phones than we're used to. Um, so there's been a bit of a technological leap in this timeline. Uh, and so there is actually social media here. Uh, everyone posts stuff to a, a social network called MyPage. And uh, and so that this might be the kind of thing that would have been chatted about in those circles. Um, so yeah, Elliot shows up about half an hour, fashionably late. Uh, and how does Elliot roll into this thing? Uh, I think she hoverboards down there. I don't think she has a car. That's uh, fair. And she's got her backpack, which uh, currently is holding her guitar. Uh, let's get a little like description of because uh, I don't think we got one earlier. What what exactly does Elliot look like? What's what's Elliot's style? Uh, Elliot is, uh, a medium height, medium build girl. She's got lots of long, straight brown hair that's in her face a lot of the time. She's constantly, uh, actually, no, I don't think she cares that it's in her face. <laughs> I think Big it just, mood. like, hides half her face all the time. Uh, she wears a lot of, like, old army stuff. Like, I Oh, think hell she, yeah. Yeah, so she's wearing an old army jacket and, like, big ripped jeans and combat boots. Love it. Okay. So you hoverboard your way in. I kind of feel like uh, Elliot would have that sort of effortless, like, not, you know, ramping in and doing a sick 180 and, and landing in the center of the party, but just like effortlessly gliding up, looking like it's no big deal. Uh, does Is Elliot an underage drinker? Do you smuggle some booze with you or is this a, is this a dry affair for Elliot? Oh, that's a good question. I think maybe she'll drink if someone has extra, but she doesn't bring her own. Lake. 
I feel like after your embarrassment at the start of school today, it probably took a little bit of working up the nerve to like to commit to going to this. But it's also your chance to maybe like make a better impression. You you've heard tell that there was a party going on tonight, and specifically that like Tamblin's slug blaster boyfriend is going to be there. There's going to be some uh, some dimensional rifting going on. And if there's one thing you know about. Uh, maybe better than any of our other cast of characters, you have experience with getting up to hijinks and other dimensions. So this is kind of your chance to to make a better impression and show off a little bit. How does uh, Lake roll into the party? Uh, I think she she uh, hoverboards there as well. Uh, definitely uh, tuned the reality cannon and is ready to uh, fire that off. Uh, it works really well at nighttime. Uh, good spectacle. And uh, you can tell me if maybe this wouldn't wouldn't be, but it's like a general teen hangout. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those, uh, every, everyone who's like a certain age and, and is cool enough is, is aware of the gravel pit. Then I, I think uh, perhaps one of her two older siblings is also there. So it was Camry and who's your other older sibling? Abby was the older. Yeah. Abby, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe Camry's a little over it, but Abby's Abby's there tonight? That's what I figured. She's sort of my, we, we roll in together. We're not um, not too cool to be showing up with family. It's a small enough town that that's just how it is. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. and does Abby uh, hoverboard as well, or is Abby uh, uh, just walking? Um, no, I think she I think she walks, and we probably like part ways almost immediately. But we like are happy to show up together. That's nice. I like that yeah. family dynamic we got going on. Sweet. Um, and yeah, just give us a quick rundown of what your reality canon looks like, because I love yeah, your, I'll, your description. Yeah, uh, well, I'll read of it, the blurb. I? Yeah, First of please. All, uh, if you shine a light through a Cramption crystal, you see a brand new color. If you fire a high-powered beam of coherent photons through a Cramption crystal, you can actually scramble reality itself. And hey, most things, including monsters, are made of reality. <laughs> uh, and so are the right side of uh, teenage girls. Uh, so <laughs> she scrambled her own reality. The way I imagine the reality cannon, if you've ever seen a t-shirt cannon... It's, like, quite a big, like, you need two hands to operate it. It's got, like, a fairly big nozzle where all the, obviously, t-shirts go. So I sort of see it halfway between, like, that and there's a character in Overwatch named Zarya whose gun is about as tall as her. And it, like, plants it into the ground. So halfway between t-shirt cannon and Zarya. Uh, and it's covered in, in stickers. And a lot of the buttons sort of look like uh, uh, arcade machine buttons and arcade machine knobs. Uh, including... Uh, this is the kind of wild reality we live in. The plasma blaster ray gun we all have. Uh, we all have some version of a ray gun. Uh, yeah. Hers looks like a House of the Dead like light gun, like in an arcade. And the holster is on the side of the reality cannon because they're again the reality cannon is like almost as tall as she is. Like it's an I, even five feet. Tall. I love that a lot. Yeah, that's fantastic. Is it like attached via a cable? Oh yeah, like it's the tethered to the reality cannon. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's such a beautiful stylistic choice that also mechanically limits you. If you ever lose your signature, you also lose your ray gun. I yeah. love choices that are are so in character they actually work against you. Mwah! You love to I see like it. this is a party in the gravel pit with ray guns. Uh, this is <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, let's bounce over to Angus. How does uh, how does Angus roll up to this party? Like I think he would also hoverboard there. Now I described Elliot as like casually effortlessly gliding up not making a big show angus strikes me as the type that might make a bit of an entrance and might not even in a like trying to impress anyone way but more in a like middle finger to everybody sort of way <laughs> uh, am i am i right about that 
I was sort of picturing a cool vibe, but I, I, I like what you're giving me. So yeah, Angus, uh, so his longboard, uh, or sorry, his hoverboard looks like a longboard. Gotcha, gotcha. A very, like, beaten up longboard, uh, and of course, instead of the wheels, you have your little gravity repulsors. He has dressed up for this party by adding a toque to his ensemble. Oh. And uh, maybe as he is rolling up, he sees maybe pallets stacked in a way that looks awfully ramp-like. Mm-hmm. And just kind of making it look like the most casual thing. He like kind of just like catches his eye and he picks up a little bit of momentum. And I think he's going to try and do a, a jump off of this makeshift ramp. Yeah, I love that offer. I, I think I do have to make you roll for it. The, the consequences aren't aren't uh, uh, life or death or anything, but I do think this is Angus trying to look cool. Uh, so I think there's maybe a style point on the line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's let's yeah, get a roll for is. this. <laughs> I rolled it too. Oh, brutal. <laughs> I think you catch the jump and it's it's one of those things where, yeah, just like it's a weird angle or maybe like there's more give to the palettes than you were expecting there to be. It looked solid, but in fact, it sort of like was precariously stacked. And so, yeah, you get a little bit of air off them, but also take a tumble. Um, I'm not going to give you like a, a, a slam or like take away anything as a result of that. I think you get the the classic high school thing where uh, you get a sarcastic round of applause from all of the all of the anyone in earshot kind of like sees you biff it and and gives you a big like <laughs> round of of a mocking applause and then kind of goes back to whatever they were doing. But I'll give you a silver lining here, which is that I think the way in which you like you biff it roll it off and get back up and kind of just like it it implies that you've you've biffed it enough times that you're you're maybe a bit of an experienced slug blaster or an experienced hoverboarder anyway the Mm. two are are separate yet connected uh and i think this catches the eye of lake like you you see uh Mm -hmm. this stunt that comes in and just like it's it's that moment of like oh that like that kid looks like you know, obviously biffed it in the moment, but like, looks like he's taken a few times. Like, looks like maybe another hoverboarder, yeah. and That's just gives you that. Call. Like, maybe you have some common ground with this kid. Uh, maybe the embarrassment actually adds to that of like, oh, this person just made a big ass of themselves. I have also done this, Phew. and they yeah. hoverboard two for two. <laughs> nice. Now, our last pair, we have uh, Nick and Chester, um, and I'm going to make the offer. I I feel like maybe you guys show up together that maybe Chester talked Nick into this after hearing the bullies leaving earlier, chatting about going to the pits after school. Chester has maybe uh, convinced Nick that it's a matter of pride that they have to go and get his missing component back. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, because I would say that uh, Chester probably doesn't know what the the thing looks like, so... Chester's willing to go, but oh, you would need Nick to sort of identify almost it. Almost like Chester offers to go get the thing for Nick, and then he's like, but I do need you to come with me because I don't know what it looks like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it looks like. Uh, they all look like the same thing to me, you know? They're just different Lego pieces. Okay, <laughs> right. well, I've never been one for revenge, but if we are going to go, we, we definitely have to keep things real covert and stealthy, okay? Uh, I never got any sort of invite to this party. I've never been to a party before. Oh yeah, this is this is my first uh, Canadian party. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, is it a metric? <laughs> I've never been to one. I don't know. Because norm- normally uh, they have beers in twelve packs in the states. Are, do they come in like packs of like a hundred or something or ten? <laughs> 
no middle ground. You buy beer in 10 at a time or 100 <laughs> at a time in Canada. That's yeah, the metric a, system, baby. That's the metric system. But anyways, yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, don't worry. You stay by me. Nothing's going to happen to you, little buddy. Uh, okay. Sure, Chester, if you're so confident about it. I'm assuming you both bring your, your hoverboards to this thing. Now, Chester, you mentioned that your, your hoverboard is a loner. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the one from the local pizza place in town. So technically, I'm still getting used to it. And even as we're going, I will like kind of like fall off of it and like, oh, dang it. The, just get back on it. And then like does it and like falls the other way on it and that kind of thing. Um, so you're still getting your your uh, sea legs. legs, your hover legs, <laughs> my hover legs, uh, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you two roll in together. Um, again, what round do you, are you? Are y'all early for this thing? You, I think you've managed to like over the course of the day gather some intel and find out about when it's supposed to go down. Are you right on time? Are you fashionably late? I'd pitch we're a little later on. Yeah, well, in like any party that happens, it's not really for a specific time, right? I just assume like it will start vaguely in the evening, and so we just show up at like the prime party hours. Yeah. I would also say I think Nick needed a little time after school to try and fix up the gadget that had gotten busted a bit earlier. So at this point, uh, by the time he's rolling up, uh, it's not as much a loose jumble of parts. It's now contained within an old like poster tube that he has, and he's got it strapped to his back. Oh, very good. Like yeah, the Declaration I love that. of Independence? Oh, <laughs> oh. He stole it. <laughs> no, he's, he's inventing the Declaration of Independence. That's yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a signature yeah, well, device. because we're in Canada and they don't have one. We don't have one. <laughs> we got to make it. Um, so, yes, your device is strapped to your back in a, in a poster tube. It's still missing that one vital component, which I, I'm going to say it's a, a, a nega friction coil. Oh, how did you know, sir? How did you know? Because these are the cornerstone of, of technology in this world that we're in. Uh, that these This was the uh, the technological innovation that allowed everything to sort of leap forward. Uh, so right up until around the early 90s, things were the same as we, we all know from history. The innovation that sent us spiraling forward was this nega friction coil, uh, which essentially allows massive amounts of energy to be produced in a very small uh, capacitor. So it's it's um like cold fusion reactor or uh, the, the Iron Man arc reactor, similar vibes. Lots of power, creates more energy than it consumes, kind of a deal, perpetual motion machine style thing. Any piece of modern tech that you would find probably has a nega friction coil involved in it to some degree. Uh, and that is precisely the thing that popped off of yours and is presumably, hopefully, still in these bullies' possession. So let's uh, jump forward in time a little bit. All of our people have shown up. Let's get uh, a little scene between Lake and Angus there. I didn't ask anyone else. Are uh, Lake and Angus, are you guys, uh, have you come packing any alcohol? Are you underage drinking tonight or, or are you keeping it clean? I think Lake, uh, not realizing the irony, still thinks about D.A.R.E. program uh, and uh, is really concerned. Uh, pre- pretty straight edge. Uh, seen, <laughs> seen too much. Uh, uh, don't, don't do that propaganda to know. Uh, uh, tobacco is wacko if you're a teen, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alcohol, just say no. Weird, weird irony, like completely absorbed dare propaganda and yet completely resents that she is part of don't slag blast propaganda. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then uh, uh, Angus, what, what's your vibe for the evening? I feel like he may have done the thing where he fills a flask or maybe more accurately um, a water bottle, a small water bottle uh, with a little bit of vodka 
from his mom's liquor cabinet and mm. then topped it up with water. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I love it. So he he has a little, uh, a bit of personal courage. But, you know, if there's styrofoam coolers with stuff in them, he won't say no. Yeah, and I think it's very uh, honor system vibe of just everyone's stuff is in coolers and hopefully people don't drink your shit, but also... You, it's not really yours to begin with. Everything here is illegally procured. So anyway, so maybe it's it's uh, around one of these styrofoam coolers that you run into each other. Maybe Lake is going to try and find uh, find a soda in amongst all of the various uh, varieties of alcohol oh, a, in this cooler. A, pa- a panic energy drink, for sure. Yes, absolutely. That yeah. makes sense. That's on brand. Yeah. Meanwhile, Angus is using a bottle opener to try to open this bottle of beer that is very frustratingly not a twist off. Well, someone's got to talk first. Oh, between the two of us. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, oh, it looks uh, looks like he took a big spill back there. You, you're good? You okay? Mistakes are all part of it. You would know. Yeah, I uh, suppose I would. <laughs> uh, che- che- cheers. <laughs> Angus clinks. Angus. I'm Lake. Where have you been? Uh, it takes her a second to realize what you're asking. She's like, I just, I got here the same as everybody else, you know, prime party hour. But uh, yeah, in, in her head, she says that. She then she's like, oh, uh, uh, oh, you know, I, uh, uh, a Thennis bar mostly is uh, is a pretty fun hangout. I love the olive oil popsicles there. Uh, Angus makes a face. <laughs> and uh, one time I made it through the golden jungle, but uh, that I didn't, you know, that 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 was a that was a, a last summer and and kind of one of the last times I really got to, yeah. Tennis bar in the Golden Jungle. Angus is kind of like got this weird smirk on his face that you think is a genuine. Maybe that's just how he's smiling, but he's trying to be coy about it. He's like, "Would you go back?" To to which one? Golden Jungle. I mean, I guess so. I'm not really, I'm not really allowed to. My mom would have my <sighs> my butt. Look it. I, I mostly just like slug blast around. Uh, uh, mostly just slug blast around Hillview uh, uh, lately. The, the the really jumping portals. My 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 mom's really on my case about it. So. Oh, so you're just gonna do what your mom tells you then? Well, no. I just just watch like my you're back. You're not your mom. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'd go. I think yeah. that's where we leave that that conversation. Is like. A little bit of game recognized game, but also yeah. a little bit of frustration, a little bit of friction. I think there. it's a little bit of a uh, you know chest, you know chest pumping. Yeah, posturing yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Posturing, yeah, exactly. Um, let's jump over to uh, to Elliot. You've been kind of hanging on your own, maybe just like sussing out the vibe of the party and 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 sort of who's uh, cool and who's trying too hard and that kind of thing. And you, uh, someone catches your eye. It's that same girl from earlier today. You see her roll up with a couple other kids uh i think maybe the kind of thing where they're they're like in someone's mom's suv and kind of yeah hanging out the too many kids in one suv thing and they pile pile out and and head into the gravel pit um and yeah there she is the same one from earlier what do you do this time i take a look to see where she heads first off like just Mm -hmm. just watching i think they had beeline it straight for the bonfire um, and maybe they like toss some drinks into coolers on the way, but this this group she's arrived with all kind of heads down towards the uh, the bonfire, uh, which is I think where the majority of kids like some of them have crawled up onto the the front end loader uh, that's looming in the background. Some of them are hoverboarding around the edge, but the bulk of the action is around this uh, central bonfire. 
I definitely pictured Elliot already sitting at the bonfire. So nice, yeah. So she she's coming straight towards you in that case. Um, and I think like the one of the guys that she's with go, pairs off and actually goes over to Tamblin and they they sort of embrace and like maybe make out a little too prominently because they're teenagers and and they're really about showing you that they're mature and in a relationship. Um, and maybe one of the other girls recognizes one of her friends and goes over and starts like, oh my God, it's, oh, it's the first party of the year kind of thing. Uh, and this, this girl is sort of left on her own and she, she seems like very fine with that. Not, not like, uh, abandoned, but just sort of like pretty, pretty confident, pretty over it. And just is kind of standing there with her hands in her pockets and, uh, watching the fire. Uh, and this is an impressive bonfire. If you've ever lit a pallet, pallets burn big. And we, we mentioned there was a stack going on here. So this is... This is a sight to see. Uh, I think I kind of sidle up to her. Like, I think maybe she was next to a styrofoam cooler and I like casually reach in and grab a can of beer, crack it, and just like, hey. Hey, you want to grab me one or what? Oh, yeah, sure. What do you drink? Uh, What's in there? There's like a variety of like bad, mostly bad liquor. We got some... uh, uh, Coors level of whatever the off-brand uh, Coors is that won't get us sued, uh, and then like uh, a- ancient Milwaukee is in there. Just like... <laughs> ancient Milwaukee uh, and some like uh, Boons or Baby Duck level of like there's a you know half a bottle of sourpuss kind of thing. There, P- Panic makes a, br- a brand where it's mixed with vodka and it's like caused like there's currently in litigation class action <laughs> lawsuits for like heart. Yeah, Whatever it's called like, Panic Attack, and, uh, yeah, and panic. it's it's like the four loco of Panic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's one just called Fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the girl says, uh, "Toss me the Panic Attack." <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, sure. Here you go. I mean, I wouldn't buy it for myself, but if it's here, I always wanted to try one. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, let me know if your heart starts palpitating. All right. Same. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. I saw you at uh, at Brendan's party, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I uh, I was there over the summer. Thought I recognized you from somewhere. You didn't. Oh God, you didn't see me sing, did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Okay, don't just don't say anything. I don't. I'm really. Yeah. I I don't want to talk about it. I just. I, I'm sorry you had to see that. Oh, well, I mean, I won't say anything, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. I think like a moment passes in silence between you as you just kind of stare at the fire and then without looking at you, she's like, I wrote it. The the thing I sang, I, I, I wrote I wrote it. Oh, man, you write songs? Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. My mom signed me up for piano lessons, but... I, I don't know if it's really for me, but I, I like to sing and I, I, you know, need to be able to play something to sing to. So that's totally cool. I think she, you get a little smile out of her. She's like appreciates that you complimented her song. And, and I think you're, you're maybe sharing a, a little sweet moment without, uh, you know, just, just standing in silence together. Uh, at which point um, some rowdy ass teen boys go running past and sort of ruin a bit of the mood. And uh, you hear like, oh, J- Jason's going to go open a portal. We're going through, guys. Everybody come on down. And uh, some people roll their eyes, but other people get up from their spots around the fire and go to head off to see what this commotion is about. You know, this sort of attracts everyone's attention. No matter where you are in the party, you hear this sort of ruckus of like, come on, we're going through. Jason's opening up the portal. 
and yeah, down towards that sunken area of the gravel pit where there's there's sort of just like a, a big rainwater filled lagoon that just like there's a lower area that's been ex- excavated a little lower than everywhere else and it is just constantly full of rainwater never empties out and it's around this sort of lower area of the pit that everyone starts to gather and uh yeah you see um who you assume to be jason hops on his hoverboard and uh yeah kind of takes a little lap around behind everyone to gather some momentum and then goes shooting off almost like he's gonna go straight into this pit full of water but sort of just glides over the first few meters of the of the pond and then this portal opens up it's it's like a a black rift think of that that like um the blackest black vanta black color like this Mm -hmm. this sort of jagged uh, imperfect circle opens up uh and there no light can pass through from the other side they are one-way portals uh so you can see nothing on the other side it's just like there's suddenly where there was universe there and now there's not there was reality and now there there's a, a hole in it um and through that jason passes and then very quickly another kid uh who who looks a little like jason longer hair a uh, similar style goes careening after him Woo! Subsonic Sentinel! And creates his own portal uh, shortly behind Jason. Kind of like, is a little wobblier at it, not quite as, as practiced, but goes through. Um, and one by one, the various hoverboarders in attendance uh, start clipping through to the other side. In amongst that group, uh, we see the group of bullies uh, from earlier in the day. Uh, are definitely amongst the crew making their way over. Chester and Nick, that's the first time you get a read on them. Like, you've been kind of keeping an eye out around the party to see if these kids will show up. Uh, And Mm. just as you notice that they're there, off they go through to the other side. I think, Elliot, your attention was kind of drawn over here, and you you didn't see it, but the the person you were talking to there, uh, the girl from the fireside, is also kind of, like, looking on at this and and, uh, grabs her board and heads on down through. Ah, what the heck, let's have Tamblin go along too. We've given a name to somebody, she might as well come. Tamblin and Cheryl Ann are, are on their way. Alright, uh, what what do our characters do? Who's going along? Uh, they... They disappeared into that, uh... Weird hole in the... Air. I, I guess we gotta go after them. Wait, they, they went into the rift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I don't think I'm prepared for that today... Chester, we can't just go go in blindly. We we have we'd have to be ready for this kind of thing. Oh, I mean, like, what's the worst that can happen in there? Like, I went to Pittsburgh one time, and it turned out fine. You know, you just go. <laughs> <laughs> you just fight your way out if there's if there's a problem. You know. I guess if that's where they took, they took the coil. We we have no other choice. That's right, buddy. It's it's fine. Uh, just uh, st- uh, stay by me. Uh, after all, I, I have a big handle on this, and he gets wobbly back onto his board. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got this uh, covered. And he starts, uh, you know, heading towards, uh, you know, the water. And uh, as he goes, he does bail uh, at the, uh, <laughs> at, like, in amongst the gravel and just, ah, crap. Gets back up on the board, gets going again, <laughs> and then heads towards the rift. Elliot, yeah, you you sort of, I think your attention is is attracted to this uh, commotion, and before you know it, uh, the girl you were talking to is is making her way down there. Do you follow after? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> As I don't need to have a whole scene played out. This, you know, you're you're going. We're getting there. Angus and Lake, you guys were chatting it up by the cooler. Are is 
Yeah, I think I think I'm sort of goaded into going and might not have been if I hadn't literally earlier that day had to been like, no, I like slug blasting. It's cool <laughs> and I like it. And I was going to say, like, as the commotion is leading towards this weird black rift in the air, Angus would look at it and then look over at Lake and then kind of pointedly look at it again and kind of like indicate like, eh, you want to you want to go? Yeah, it's it's you're you're definitely like maybe not deliberately trying to goad me, but like I've I'm... oh deliberately for okay, sure. Sweet. <laughs> then mm, and again, had had she not had to defend her love of slug blasting once already today, she probably wouldn't have fallen for it. But throws her board down, kicks off, and has three feet on you as she zips away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he does a little like running start thing with his longboard and follows after. Fantastic. I'm not going to make any of you guys roll for this. You can you can cross the rift. That's a thing that your hoverboard can do. Um, and you're all you're all uh, at least a little bit experienced, maybe with the exception of Chester. Chester, you've already said you you beef it on the way down. Um, so I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, but one way or another, you make it to the other side. Yeah, for sure. So with that, we transport to uh, to the other side of the portal. Noxious wind whips at the bright magenta sand, piling it into steep dunes and treacherous valleys as far as the eye can see. An enormous blood-orange sun is barely visible over the featureless horizon, blowing dimly through an ever-present layer of smog so thick that the sky seems as black as night. There are no living creatures to be seen, and any vegetation has long since been choked out by the toxic air of this barren wasteland. Yet still, some traces of civilization remain. An abandoned cityscape lies half-buried in the sand, its crumbling skyline protruding from the dunes like gnarled, bony fingers outstretched towards the sky. Faded billboards tower over derelict freeway on-ramps, and office towers lean at peculiar angles. Anything below the twelfth story is completely submerged in the sea of dunes. Some form of otherworldly oxidization has corroded the ruins, leaving them a dull shade of aquamarine. There is a constant howl of wind in the distance. Otherwise, everything is utterly, all-encompassingly silent. Welcome to the Plane of Vestige. Welcome to the multiverse. I think you guys emerge, uh, I described sort of a cityscape coming up out of the sand and sort of half buried in the, in the sand. I think there's like a highway overpass that is sort of crumbled away in a section. So it's like, yeah, the overpass going by, but with a big chunk missing. And I think you guys sort of materialize underneath that overpass in sort of like out of a wall of sand, a bunch of teens come streaming out on their hoverboards. Uh, and you are in the plane of Vestige. Yeah, what? Uh, what? where do people want to go? What do people want to do? I'm going to say that uh, overpass itself is, uh, is a pretty tempting uh, spot for like, tricks and other hoverboard shenanigans anything that you pull off involving that overpass will get you a plus one style uh there are also office buildings to explore you can see in the distance there's sort of like some sort of heavy machinery looks like mining equipment of some kind 
uh, that's kind of down by the base of one of the buildings. And yeah, you all emerge out into this this uh, vapor wavy, Mad Maxy, toxic nightmare. Can I see these other kids? Can I see where the bullies are? Yeah, absolutely. You can. Uh, I, I think the bullies have come through uh, and immediately go about like uh, smashing in the windows of one of these buildings and going inside to uh, to like poke around in the uh, in the abandoned office building. And by the way, like I assume this is a small town. Like I'm assuming Nick knows the name of the uh, of these bullies. Yes. Yeah, I'd give you that. I mean, there's a bit of an age difference, so uh, it might might not be as familiar with all three of them as he would if if he had been in school with them. But because he skipped a grade to be here, he might not be as familiar with them. Uh, but I'll give you the the main bully's name is Scott Parsival, uh, and I think you would know him. Uh, yeah, tall, lean kid, greasy brown hair, freckles. Uh, I have here always wears a metal militia hoodie and black jeans with worn out steel toes and a camo jacket. Okay, well, see, they're right down there, uh, breaking some uh, windows. We can get them right now. There's got to be another entrance into that office building. If we circle around the back, I'm sure we can get the jump on them. Catch them by surprise. Yeah, well, hey, man, that sounds like a good idea. I, I never even considered that. I just, like, literally just, I'm like a dog uh, chasing a car. You don't know what's going to be in that car when you get to it, and... Never think of, like, trying to head the car off at the pass, you know? That's a good idea. All right. Well, let's make a move, Chester. It's time! It's... Yeah, man. Let's do it. And, <laughs> and I get on the board and, like, start going down, and yeah. Uh, all right. So you guys tear off after the bullies down towards the buildings. Mm-hmm. Lake and Angus, what are you two up to? Uh, Angus is eyeing that overpass. <laughs> Fair. I was thinking just like a race down the dunes, but if you immediately like, yeah, if you're if you're thinking like, let's go, let's go hit that overpass for some stunts. I I, uh, I think Lake's uh, Lake's game is start making her way over there. Yeah. And I think quite a few of the kids head up towards the overpass and and sort of like you got to do a wide arc to get around because you came out underneath it. So then you got to find the the on ramp to get up. Uh, so you guys head off that way. Trying to trying to do it faster than Angus. Uh, Fair. Yeah, yeah, we're racing each other for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think in amongst those, the, the group of kids heading up that way uh, is uh, the person you were talking to earlier, Elliot, is is uh, headed that way. I think kind of like seems to know uh, Tamblin and that crowd a little bit. And uh, you can't determine how well, but like seems to be at least on a on a friendly basis with them. Uh, and they're all kind of heading up that direction. Where does uh, where does Elliot head off to? Uh, I think she follows along to the overpass. I don't know if she's going to do stunts or if she's just like, I think her goal is to get up somewhere super high that she can dangle her legs off of and play guitar. Oh, that rules. Okay. Hell yeah. So yeah, you guys make it up there. Um, I, I have an offer. I feel like Angus would be, would do something to show off if, if yeah, I may. Always. Angus will, will race Lake for a little bit and they're probably kind of in among the, the, crowd of folks maybe like slightly ahead but people are going at different paces and stuff like that and for a while angus is enjoying like trying to outpace lake lake outpacing him and then looking up at the top of the overpass uh i think he's going to activate the energy tensor in his skip mode runners Amazing. What does the energy tensor do? With a running start, roll to teleport in universe. So you're you're trying to teleport from where to where? Uh from where I am and basically I want to like blink appear at the top of the overpass ahead of everybody else. 
And are you trying to look cool? Oh, heck yeah, fam! Fantastic. So again, for uh, for the listeners at home, uh, the mechanic of look cool is essentially just if you succeed, you get a style point. Style is currency in this game. You want it. But uh, if you fail, it makes your problems worse. So it's kind of taking on extra risk for extra reward. Let's get that roll. I'm going to go turbo and add a d6. Okay, that's using your runners as well. Okay. I also think this is a pretty precarious thing, trying to teleport to the top of the overpass and, you know, not overshooting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm also going to add a little bit of kick as the guts. I'll... Yeah, okay. I rolled a three. <laughs> oh, brutal. With with both dice there? Yeah. What I was going to say before you rolled, I, I don't know that you need to add the, the kick for this one. I think kick is essentially like extra effect. Uh, it, okay. it lets you do bigger, bigger things, deal more damage, that kind of stuff. And I think in this case, you're trying to do exactly what your shoes are are built to do. So I don't, I won't make That's you fair. burn that resource. But yeah, so you, sorry, what was your your highest roll amongst them? Three. Three. That is a failure. Yeah. I think what I'm gonna offer you is this. I think you attempt to skip up ahead of everyone else and and kind of land at the top of the overpass waiting there smugly for everyone and and looking like a very cool person instead i think you you do overshoot it it just like the momentum of the of while you're hoverboarding and then also like you you're teleporting but there's still momentum involved and you just like skip a little bit past and you're able to just barely kind of grab it's got that like that thing where road is crumbled away where there's like kind of a rebar and like various like things sticking out of the end of the the chunk that's crumbled off um and so you're able to grab a piece of rebar but you're you're just barely able to grab onto it as you're as you're dangling there so yes you you've uh you've overshot your destination and you're now hanging on by one hand trying to like pull yourself back up onto the overpass because you rolled uh, a full-on failure you get a problem here uh, aside from just the not being able to do it and i think because it was a, a look cool attempt, and that should make any problems worse. We're gonna say that your hoverboard goes falling down, but like you're you're not able to quite keep your grip on there. Something about yeah. the like engaging the teleport feature didn't quite keep the the shoes stuck to the hoverboard, and and away it goes, falling down below into the abyss, and you'll have to go and recover it at some point. But you got bigger problems to worry about right now. You're hanging on for dear life. Hi again, it's uh, Robin, your Slug Blaster GM, uh, and I'm just here at the halfway point of the episode to remind you that uh, if you're having a good time with Quantum Kickflip, if you like this podcast, you should definitely follow our social media at Quantum Kickflip on all of the various social media platforms. Uh, You can stay up to date with what we're doing, find out when new episodes drop, and just be in touch with us that way. Uh, Also, if you can leave us a review or share the podcast with a friend who you think might be into it, that helps us out so, so much. We're a brand new podcast. We really, really need that. Every little bit helps. Uh, If you can do that, we really appreciate it. Um, The six of us are also all members of the Debutantes, which is a sketch comedy group based out of Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, And we make tons of uh, hilarious video content and other stuff that you can find at thedebutantes.ca or at YouTube. Uh, Debutantes Sketch is our channel there. And finally, if you want to know more about Slug Blaster, this game that we've been playing on the show, uh, you can check it out on Kickstarter or at slugblaster.com. Uh, we're currently playtesting a beta version of the game, so it's not actually out, but you can pre-order it right now, uh, and it'll be out in July of this year. 
And if you'd like to hear more Quantum Kickflip, we release a new episode every two weeks, so you can catch episode three, which will be the conclusion of this first Vestige run, uh, on Wednesday, April 28th. Now, back to the episode. Lake and Elliot, you see this go down. One minute Angus is there, one minute he's not. Um, Angus, do you call out or anything, or are you trying to, like, not call attention to yourself? I, I think it wouldn't legitimately wouldn't occur to him to call out. I think his initial response would be, Shit! Uh, uh, and he's just, like, locked in a, a bit of terror for a bit. Yeah, I don't think you're in danger of, like, you know, you're, you're not losing your grip. You're, you've got a, a, a hand on the rebar, but you are in a precarious spot. Um, yeah, Lake and Elliot... One minute this person is here, and one minute they're not. You're still on your way up to the top, and eventually you'll you'll regroup there. I want to take a moment to uh, remind everyone and introduce the listeners to one other mechanic that everybody has access to, uh, which is called Nope. If you don't like a problem, say Nope and decide how uh, and describe how you avoid it. Uh, mark two trouble. So at any time. Not just uh, and like physical injury or bodily harm, but anything I introduce as a problem that you don't want to deal with, you can mark two trouble to avoid that thing from happening. Having now introduced this, I'll go back. Angus, is there anything you want to nope about that last section? I, I think I can hang off the edge of a cliff. Let's live in. <laughs> let's play in this space for a bit. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I have a suggestion, an, an offering, and yeah, maybe... let's go. What's Lake? What do you want to do? Lake leans over to. Uh... Elliot and goes show off like points at him um but wanting to get his back and seeing uh, an immediate problem I can get underneath him pretty easily right it's like a pretty I, I'm picturing picturing this overpass is like quite high up so like sure. you could uh get underneath him you'd have to kind of turn around and separate from the rest of the group and go back down the way you came to get underneath the overpass yeah I'd want to get I just want to position myself underneath where Angus is dangling yeah, I think you, you're able to, like, at first you're just kind of like, oh, show off, he blinked out of existence, and you're expecting him to pop up ahead, yeah. uh, but then he doesn't, and it takes you a second to kind of like, oh, oh, there he is, I he think overshot I see, I, I see the board fall, and then I follow, my, my eyeline follows up. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, Elliot, you see uh, Lake go tearing off down underneath. Uh, do you carry on up to the top, or do you uh, get involved in this little side quest? I carry on up to the top, and I have a contingency plan. Okay. Nice. Uh, let's uh, let's see how Lake's offer plays out, and then we'll see if the contingency gets invoked. But uh, Yeah, she, she boards over, starts uh, winding up all the, the various knobs and, and uh, gizmo bits on the outside of her reality cannon. Yells up to um, Angus and goes like, get ready to drop. I'm going to make it safe to fall. And points the cannon basically at her feet directly under what she pretty sure is is um, underneath where he would fall if he let go. Uh, and basically turns the sand dune that she's standing in like a like a chunk of the space into like plush with her um, parameter dial. Uh, roll to temporarily change a minor feature of a target, like color, texture, volume, odor, ear position, etc. So I just want to take somewhat thuddy sand and turn it into, like, the same sort of thing like firefighters use to catch people. Yeah, oh, you said you said plush, and I immediately pictured, like, a stuffed animal, uh, which I'm on board with. <laughs> yeah, that too, just, uh, like, something something that you would, like, malleable enough to, to cushion a fall. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, absolutely a thing. So you you do have to roll for it, but yeah, yeah. absolutely, go for it. Um, I think I am going to turbo this because I want it to work. So I'm sure. going to use one of my a second a second die. Uh, now that I say plush, I do think it's kind of funny if it like like uh you know how in Build a Bear Workshop they like put the bear up against the fluff machine and like fill him up. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's like that. Like I'm spraying build a bear fluff into the ground. Um, You're fiber filling the sand dune. Yeah. So the, the, what was <laughs> sand is now um, fiber filling. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Let's uh, let's get that roll. And oh, are you trying to look cool while doing this? I feel like there's kind of two options. You can be trying to do it somewhat discreetly so that Angus can drop and not make a big ass of himself, or you can be doing it to show off and be like, "Look, I'm saving the day." Uh, in which case, I would think that would be a look cool. Uh, which way are uh, we going? Know, I actually am not trying to look cool, but I don't think I'm going to turbo. It's it, The result is the same. Instead of turboing my die, I'm going to use my heart. Describe how your passion and empathy helps your action, and then add a dice, a uh, kick, or whatever as needed. Oh, absolutely, you yeah. or a teammate you are helping succeeds, ooh, I, and if this succeeds, I regain one attitude. So Nice. So basically, you'll get this, this die back should you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, rolling two d6 here. Blast in the sand into plush fall cushioning. Uh, one of the dice was a one, but the other was a five. Excellent. All right. So that is a, uh, a success, which I would say uh, you regain one attitude, which is that die you just spent. Uh, attitude refers to uh, the dice you get with from your playbook, whether it's uh, or the sorry the the kick or the dice you get that back um you're it's a success it does come with a problem first of all yeah it gives a, a brief description of of like launching this reality cannon what does that look like yeah so i think normally she fires in like a lob shot again like a t-shirt cannon um it's like a thunk but because she's pointing it kind of point blank she she sort of blasts it and then jumps back um because she's like firing it at the ground um yeah but that one thunk it, it's like like a little bomb goes off and turns, you know, my, my D&D brain is showing, but like a 10 foot square kind of into like yeah, a, for a sure. fuzz. And it, yeah, it just it looks like plush fuzz in st- where there was formerly sand. There is now fiber. She backs up. She puts her foot on it. It like looks good. It like, she's like, yeah, no, you can jump. I think it's going to work. So, yeah, you pull this off. It, it does work. Um, but I think it was maybe just a little bit of a uh, too much for like, this isn't something that you had attempted with your reality cannon before. Um, cause I think the, the way I think of it anyway is with the parameter dial, the simpler the transition of like rough to smooth or sharp to dull or whatever, the simpler that transition, the easier it is, easier it is to do. And like, it's kind of a hard to soft, but it's also a granular to plush. And maybe mm-hmm. just like the specificity was a little bit too much, uh, and it uh, you get a little glitch, and you're like something sparks on the side of the gun, uh, and just kind of pops. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna check off one of your boxes. It's a, it's a it's a glitch. You've you've lost one of your kick for your device as your I complication see. for that. Yeah. So nothing made like your your device is still accessible to you, uh, but you get one less cool thing you can do with it. Yeah, Angus. Well, let's snap back up to you. What's uh, what's your plan here? Uh, Angus looks down at this apparent cushion that has been made for him to fall safely onto, and he yells, My life is in your hands! (laughs) And he releases his hold on the rebar and falls backwards, uh, holding his, uh, arms out, extending them to either side. He's kind of like doing a swan dive, but on his back. It's called the nasty plunge. It's the nasty plunge. Thank you, Liam. (laughs) 
Oh, I love it. The nesty plunge into a sand dune that has been transmogrified into a, a, to a stuffed animal. Yep. Yeah, and again, this is one of those things like there are some things you can just do and there are some things you need to roll for. You can fall. You can absolutely fall. Lake already did the uh, the roll for like positioning the thing and doing getting it safe for you. All you got to do is let go. And indeed you do. You drop down. It's it's not a trampoline, right? It's a stuffed animal. So I think you you hit it and it just like where you hit the surface of the sand, you have that brief moment where you're like bracing for impact but then the impact doesn't come and instead you like you go deeper into the dune than you're expecting and slow down and sort of like it still probably knocks the wind out of you but you're like you're fine no no broken bones kind of thing especially Um, considering i decided to fall in a way that will not be a comfortable landing yeah like a back flop into a pool is not a a good way to enter a pool (laughs) Um, (laughs) but this isn't a pool it's a big stuffed animal so there you go uh, let's cut back up to Elliot. You've uh, you've made your way up. You've seen this play out. Uh, how, what's Elliot's response to all of this? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nearby, um, some of these other kids have started to uh, to gather, and Jason and his lackey there uh, have kind of commanded everyone's attention, whether they like it or not. And it's like, all right, everyone, get your phones out. We got to get angles on this. Everyone, I want you all streaming to my page. Everyone tag it, Subsonic Sentinel. We're going to be huge. Um, And they're like getting ready to do a big jump, it looks like. I think it's a lot of posturing. Like like they're clearly planning to try and jump the gap and get to the other side of the overpass. And they probably could have done it by now. But it's a lot of like, all right, we're going to do it. Everyone, Everyone's phone's out. Everyone knows the hashtag. Are we all? We're doing it. Yeah, we're we're Subsonic Sentinel. We're going to do it. And it's like, you can tell there may be a little bit nervous to do it uh or they would have done it already uh let's cut down to uh our pals nick and chester so you guys were gonna try and find another way into this building yeah yeah i try to like get the jump on these guys is what i imagine yeah so i think they're going in kind of the 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 nearest entrance that was sort of like and i don't think there are any intact windows in this place but there are like spider-webbed shattered glass remnants in some of the windows Uh, and they like there are some of them that have no glass in them at all they go out of their way to find one that still has some glass to smash it out because that's the fun part right uh at which point they they disappear inside the building uh you see around the side that i mentioned there's some sort of like mining equipment and so some sort of big heavy machinery at the base of one of these buildings Mm -hmm. where in the uh in the gravel pit there was like you know, a front end loader and kind of technology we're more used to here. It's a little more sci-fi. We've got some sort of a like hover tank thing with a drill on the front of it. And there's like that, that kind of junk. Right. And yeah, you, you seem to, you see that like, oh, if you were to climb up on top of this, you could probably get into the window on the floor above, which might allow you to like sneak up on them or, or, or at least give you, grant you a different access into the building. Uh, or you can keep, keep investigating and see what else you can find. Like, seeing all this equipment uh, around, there might be, like, one of those rigs kind of like uh, in Alien, you know, where they have, like, kind of a, a mini mech kind of a suit. It won't be that big. Those are way too big. There's, like, smaller ones, though, <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, you could probably, like, stand in. Like, it's just boots, and then it wires up into, like, a thing that goes onto your back, and then it might may wa- uh, wire into some gauntlets. You can kind of like get in some uh, precision drilling uh, with the with the gauntlets kind of a thing. 
you know, it looks like it could be helpful. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, do you think anybody's going to miss the, the that, that suit right over there? Doesn't look like anyone's missed it so far. Yeah, but like, I, I just want to know how much it, it costs so I can like, uh, you know, pay the guy the right amount. But if he's not around, maybe I'll just borrow it. You know, I've never really considered what kind of currency to use in Vestige before. Vestige? Probably something you could deal with later. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I can, I can, you can, it's always better to, you know, ask for forgiveness than ask permission. Uh, unless the uh, other person's the tax man. Here we go! And I start putting on the gauntlets and, like, the backpack on and, uh, get the big old boots on. I'm like, I, uh, this will help uh, get us up there. And, like, I'm willing to, like, climb hand over hand. Maybe I can even, like, kind of use the, like, little, uh, drill bit that can come out and use that to pipen my way up a little bit. And help climb myself into that second floor. Dave, I was I was gonna say this does sound to me. It almost sounds like you're describing a uh, a signature device. Yeah, um, it's a back. It's the back doorway because uh, he doesn't have any money for any of the equipment to go slug blasting. He just happened to find uh, power armor. So in this case, uh, the, the the description goes: three uh, D printed power armor and repurposed military exoskeletons didn't hit the scene until recently, but their modular frameworks make them perfect for creative slug blasters. Looking uh, to do something bespoke and original. So I'm just taking like this, like what's supposed to be mining equipment. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, ah, yeah, this will be helpful for right now. Uh, and it's got a modifier on there. Uh, heavy duty servos uh, to lift or carry very heavy things, slowly crush things in your hands and jump great distances. Right now, I'm just using the hand over hand. I haven't discovered the jump button. There you go. I, I think by the time Chester has fully gotten into the powered armor, uh, Nick is already up at the window, having just used his sneakers to walk up the wall. Yeah. And he just calls down, Wow, Chester, that looks incredible! Yeah, like, I mean, I don't have your fancy shoes. Uh, you know, mine are just good for sopping up water, but, you know, I can definitely uh, climb up there. All right. Now... Now that I have my heavy, loud armor, let's go sneak up on these guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. I, I love all of these offers. And, and I, I uh, so, so you found this uh, very convenient armor uh, mm -hmm. positioned in amongst the equipment. Obviously, that's the thing. You, this is your signature device. Everyone yes. gets one. Mm -hmm. This was just a, a fun and creative way to introduce it. So, like, I, I'm allowing that. Uh, yeah. you know, you're allowed to just introduce it into the scene. What I won't allow is both of you using your signature devices to do their things without rolling. You gotta roll. Okay. I do believe both of them uh, walking up walls requires a roll. Yeah, yeah? Uh, For smarts? It doesn't say it does. Yeah, okay. No, you you are absolutely right, Michael. Sorry. I, most of the abilities say roll to do something, but that one just says you can run up walls, hang from ceilings, and keep your hoverboard stuck to your feet, etc. I like the idea of of a mutual, like a teamwork role here for you guys to see, like, how well does your infiltration go? Are you able to get where you want to be? Do you make a big loud noise while you do it? Either one of you can roll for the success of this, or if you want to, like, pool dice together, that's a thing you can do. Well, I, I mean, if he doesn't need to roll, per se, I do need to roll for my heavy-duty servos. Okay. So maybe he is fine. Maybe he got up there just fine, and he's just, like, waiting for me. Would that make sense? Let's play it that way, yeah. You you need to roll to get yourself up there using your powered armor, and then, Michael, if you do want to, like, offer 
help uh, you, you are able to offer any of your dice pool from your playbook or your sneakers to help Chester out if you so choose. Not that you need to. Chester's got his own stuff he can use. But if that sounds good, then yeah, I'm going to roll. I'm not going to use turbo and any of that kind of thing because it's like literally my first time. So I'm just like the very fact that I even found these blades that pop out will be enough. So I'm just going to roll normal. Michael, are you offering any help to this or are you letting Chester fend for himself? I will help. Okay. If I'm using one of my dice from, say, my smarts special, do I have to justify what about the smarts allows me to share that die with him? Or is that fine to just share it to him? I think it's fine to share it freely. I think the basic idea is like, you you know, you're up on the wall using your sneakers. I think you can kind of give him a hand up and stuff and just like... Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's part of your, your dice pool there. So I, um, then yeah, I, I will, I'll use teamwork to share one of those smarts ones to him. It would make sense that like, you're the smart guy. You can even recognize like, oh, that's what you want to do to like, use this and this and this. Like, it might just be like that kind of guidance. There's a handhold over here. I can see that maybe you can grab something over this. This looks weight bearing. Perfect. Fantastic. Uh, Uh, so Dave, you can roll an extra die. One extra die. Okay. Uh, so with that, I rolled a four. I, I don't know if you had like a consequence in mind. If you've got an offer, uh, by all means, please. Uh, I think my offer is I discovered the jump button in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, you know, it just gives you that extra uh, push. And so it just throws me wildly up. And, you know, maybe I just like land really hard. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that offer. I don't think you go like through the floor, um, but you do like, you, yeah, you launch yourself up there. So you accomplish what you're setting out to do, but you do land very hard. Uh, and I think you land very loud. And immediately you hear from the floor below like, whoa, is someone up there? Hey, who's up there? Uh, and you see the, hear the sound of movement kind of coming towards like trying to find the stairs up to that level. Uh, so you've alerted uh, the uh, your targets to your presence. So much for taking the stealthy approach. Oh, uh, maybe they heard other people. I guess that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, well, hey, don't worry. I I, I think I got a, a, a great idea. They're, it sounds like they're coming up the stairs, right? Yeah. Uh, it does, yes. Let, let's just, uh, you know, keep the high ground. Yeah, we'll meet them at the top of the stairs. It'll be great. An- announce ourselves from there. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Nick dashes his way to the top of the stairwell, I guess. All right. So you're going to confront them head on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I but love it. Hoping that, uh, you know, we, we have the, the height advantage. Fantastic. I think, uh, yeah, you, you you do that. The two of you, Dave, you managed to kind of pick yourself up or Chester, uh, you managed to like dust yourself off from your, your hard landing. Uh, the two of you go up to the top of the stairs and yeah, you're able to just get into sort of the stairwell area as the uh, the bullies are climbing their way up and they're about halfway up the steps and they're like, oh, it's you. You again. You you looking for this? And he pulls out the mega friction coil and kind of waves it in your face. Yeah. You drop something, nerd? Hey, don't call him a nerd. He's a dweeb. Now, give back <laughs> our Megan Frick tongue coil. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Mega ne- friction, Chester. Mega friction. But he's right. The jig is up, Parsible. Your reign of terror has come to an end. For we are here to take back what's rightfully ours. The thing that you took for no good reason. I think uh, this gets a response from the other two, like the lackeys on either side of Scott are like, 
not even impressed, but just like, wow, that was very big and melodramatic. What's Scott going to do with that? And I think never one to back down. He's like, oh, yeah, you want it back? Then come and take it. Back up on the top of the overpass. Uh, actually, let's go down to our, our friends in the in the plush area. What's uh, what's going on down there? Has Angus managed to crawl his way up out of the out of the pit? I feel like he has, and also, have they done the trick yet? They have not yet. Come on, let's go. We can get up there before those idiots do the trick. I feel like they would have done it by now. They're probably cowards. Oh, they are such cowards. Here's here's your board. Uh, it's got some fuzz on it, and it's like it's in good condition. It's fine, but it's just like covered in that weird fiber. <laughs> The grip <laughs> tape just has fuzz, like, stuck to it all yeah. over. Eh, oh, sorry. you got that back for me? Thanks. Yeah. Well, come on, let's go. And, like, book it back up to the top of the thing. The old fa- Let's do it the normal way, maybe. <sighs> Fine. That just takes so much time. All right. So I think you, uh, you're you able to uh, make your way up there. Um, Angus resists the temptation to uh, to cause more problems for himself. Uh, so you, you find yourselves once again back up at the top of the overpass where, uh, uh, the, the duo of, uh, Jason and his buddy are like, all right, it's time. Everyone's rolling. Let's do this thing. If, if uh, anyone who's wondering who's the best slug blasters in Null, you tell them it's Subsonic Sentinel. They look like they are actually about to do this trick. Um, they're, they're like kicking off. Uh, is there... Anything, do you guys want to just watch this play out? Is there anything you want to do in response to this? Well, I was going to say, like, we could try to one-up them, obviously. I don't know if we'd have what our incentive for that is, but seems like the obvious thing is to try to, like, crash their take. Let's let's see if they fail. In fact, I, maybe I whisper, it's like, if these guys don't make it, let's let's just get in there while everyone's cameras are still rolling. <laughs> and then Angus will do a really, like, big woo! And just, like, the most... Yeah, I ready cheer. I ready up my board. Like I get ready to go. Yeah, okay. So I think uh they they kick off. You got Jason and his buddy whose name is Kabir. Yeah, they both kick off Jason a little bit in the front because he's clearly the like the the leader of the crew. And yeah, I think Jason makes it, like, you know, gets enough momentum to clear the gap, but sort of like he makes it but lands in a heap on the other side like he hits and his board goes out from underneath him and he rolls and like barrel rolls six or seven times across the pavement on the other side but is seems to be okay kabir is behind him and and manages to land it does that thing where the board lands really hard and kind of like smacks like maybe even like the bottom of the board touches ground for a second which it's not supposed to do it's a hoverboard uh but it like catches and sparks a little uh, but he, he wobbles, shakes it off, and is like is is still upright and on his board uh, until he runs into Jason on the ground, uh, which causes him to also biff it. <laughs> this still gets like a round of like, you know, not incredible applause from the teens around, but like you know, biffing it is still a, still entertaining and and impressive to watch. And they, they did it. clear the gap, so that you know everyone's like, woo, yeah, go go subsonic, whatever you said your name was, that was that was pretty good. That was not, not the worst. That was all right. They, they technically made it. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like, it's, you know, people are into it, but it's a muted sort of like, eh, okay, that wasn't as cool as all of the buildup. You guys took too long to do it, and then you didn't do it very good. So now's your window. What do uh, what do Angus and Lake get up to? And Elliot, pipe up anytime if you want to get a, get in on any of this. I, I assume you're being chill and watching from the shadows, but uh, <laughs> if at any point you want to uh, jump in, feel free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you wanna? What do you? What do you think? 
Let's go. Angus, yeah. Hell, let's, look, if those idiots can do it, any one of us can do it. And then hearing herself say that, she then immediately repeats it full volume. It's like, well, if those idiots could do it, anyone can do it. Come on, gang, let's go. And, like, obviously, like, her and Angus are going, but, like, make eye contact with, makes eye contact with Elliot. Because she's like, this is the girl that saw me bungle the poster and have to defend slug blasting not but eight hours ago. Yeah. Make sure she sees me and, like, encourages, like, everyone to come. Like, anyone with a hoverboard, come do this jump with us. Awesome. And just because I have a, a little, I have a, a mechanic that I'm going to use. Uh, Lena, you're, I'll let you go first because I'm pretty confident I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, I think you're the only ones who respond to this call, other than I won't speak for Elliot, um, but the the rest of the kids assembled there saw Jason and Kabir not do great. And like, like it was already a scary, death-defying jump, and then the two guys who were talking the biggest game about being able to do it didn't really do it all that well. Uh, so everyone else is like, no, we're good. Um, what, is, uh, what does Angus do here? I think he's going to uh, be a little show off. He's going to start hoverboarding yeah, and like keep pace with Lake. And then at one point he's going to, uh, he's going to do an ollie. And I definitely didn't have to clarify that term in a segment that I'm going to edit out. Uh, <laughs> grab his hoverboard, pull it out from under his feet and keep going on his shoes. Oh, very nice. cool. So, like, before you even make the jump or, like, in the air between the two sides? Before making the jump. Oh, wild. He's, he's like, running now using the powered midsoles of his skip mode runners. Fantastic. I'm going to need rolls from both of you. Before you do, uh, Elliot, what's uh, what's Elliot's play here? Um, I don't think she would be goaded into jumping. Fair. Uh, as as non-fun as that is. But I think she is very interested in seeing what uh, what these two are. Maybe she pulls out her phone and starts I was going to say, do you start streaming this? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, and we, we can get into all of the mechanics of how and why that works across a dimensional rift uh, at a later time. But suffice to say, interdimensional uh, connectivity wireless network is a thing in this universe. So you can absolutely stream from, uh, from across the rift. Uh, so Elliot pulls out her phone. Starts the stream going. Maybe uh, I'll up to you, but I'll give you the offer of like an ironic use of the uh, subsonic sentinel hashtag uh, <laughs> that the other two were calling out about. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then I'm gonna need a roll from uh, Lake and well, Ang- yeah, let's get Angus first because Lake has a has a ace up her sleeve, I think. Okay, I'm gonna go turbo again. Now, may I add kick, sir? <laughs> Yeah, I think this is exactly the opportunity. So, like, <laughs> I, like I'm assuming you're both trying to look cool on this one. So there's style on the oh, line. Yeah. Um, oh, and I think yes. yeah, the the kick. So what is the increased effect? Is it is it just that you want to do this without a board? You want to do this on your shoes? Uh, I want to do it on my shoes, and I want to make it look effortless. Yeah, I think that's an uh, a perfectly applicable use of kick. Uh, a kickable, yeah. if you will. Nope, that's nothing. Nope. Uh, continue. <laughs> are the girl, the other girls that saw me screw up earlier today, are they also up here? I believe you they said. They absolutely are. Yeah, Tamlin. So and, I uh, make eye contact with them specifically, and I have an ability. I actually can't look cool because I'm doing a different um, playbook ability. Uh, okay. But I've got middle finger. Once per run, once per run, you can automatically get a six. No roll required. So 
middle finger to these ladies as I jump the canyon no, or jump the gap, no problem. And, like, I don't literally middle finger, like, flip them off, but just, like, shoot them death stares as I'm, like... That's the energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, just yeah. the fact I do this is the middle finger. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to give you this, Liam. You can you can stack abilities. You can also look cool. Okay, cool. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna just guarantee. I think then I just guarantee get the style. So sure. Yeah, I think that's like Sweet. that's the power of this middle finger ability is you take get it. to do a perfect success. <laughs> so absolutely take your style yeah. for it. Uh, Angus, what's your roll? Oh god, I rolled a three. Oh no. Brutal. Here's how we're gonna play it. Because keep in mind, you can nope problems as they come up, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And mark trouble. So, yeah, you hop the board out from underneath you as described, and you're tearing off on your runners. You've got everyone's attention of like, whoa, this kid's not using a board. Um, You take the jump off the edge, careening out into the abyss, and you realize about... it's, It's a very Homer Simpson jumping the gorge moment. You realize about halfway across of like, oh, I'm not actually gonna make it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to clear this gap. And your, your problem looming is that you're now going to be falling, uh, to your, uh, some dire consequences, but you have this moment in midair where you kind of, uh, you, you have a second to take a breath. Do you have any other abilities or, or any other offers for how you can get yourself out of this in, in midair slash does anyone else want to try and, uh, stop this tragedy from happening? (laughs) I saved you once today. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Can I offer some stuff? First of all, just to clarify, I want to use my ability Adrenaline Rush. Okay. Uh, refill one boost when you attempt to look cool, even if you fail. Okay, yeah, you did do that. You attempted to look cool, and you did fail, so... So I'm going to take back a die on my skip mode runners. Wonderful. And I think Angus's gut instinct when he realizes, oh, I'm going to fall, hoverboard still in hand, he smacks it against the toe of his runners. Yeah. Uh, triggering a time slow. Yes. Um, if you'll allow, Robin... Yeah. Uh, I want to use my Voidware backpack. Absolutely. Uh, which we're going to read the description of right now. Yeah, let's hear what the Voidware backpack's all about. The backbreaking sport of shoulder hoarding was transformed by Miper's iconic ubiquitous Voidware backpack, which uses advanced shipping technology to let teenagers carry the contents of their bedrooms in a simple, simple one-pocket nylon cinch. There you go. Um, so what ability are we using here? How are we invoking the Voidware backpack? Uh, we're using Pocket Dimension. Okay. Store any amount of objects smaller than a person. Roll to see if you happen to have a common object in there. Uh, I want rope. Okay. Let's, uh, yeah, let's roll for that. Are you are you going turbo or anything like that? Uh, sure, let's go turbo. Why not? And for the listeners, going turbo just allows you to add an extra die. It's, it's basically cranking your device up to 11. Uh, and it also, yeah, you can get extra die, dice or extra kick. Uh, in this case, we're going with the extra dice to try and guarantee a success. What do we got, Glenna? That's a five. Um, I think as soon as Angus started running, you were like, oh, this isn't going to end well and reached into the backpack. Mm-hmm. And then like as Angus is, is taking the the jump off the edge, uh, you've pulled out the rope, but it's a little short. You realize that if you're, you're going to save him here, you're going to have to go after him and sort of like toss it to him and pull him over. So that's your your complication here is like you're, you've got what you need to rescue Angus, but it's going to take a jump to to get him. Do you take that jump? 
Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Absolutely. You've been goaded into it after all. You love to see it. So in this case, yeah, I think it is, it's going to be a roll to see if you can like, and we'll do it as one roll. Like it's not, oh, you got to roll to save Angus and roll to make the jump and roll to do this. It's one roll. If you do it, you've cleared it and, and pulled Angus along with you. Uh, if not, uh, we'll see what happens. I think I'm going to offer a die and a kick. Okay. To Elliot. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. That's a four. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> I love all of these uh, these uh, just barely scraping by. You guys are in the early stages of your it's slugboxing career. It's higher than a three. Um, but this is just the kind of bonding experience that you need to come together as a crew. Uh, so, Elliot, let's. Uh, I will throw the problem at you guys after the fact. Let's hear from Elliot and Angus how this... Um, how this transpires. Uh, let's hear from Elliot first. How, how, describe your jump to us. Uh, I think she like sees it and her like just, oh shit, and starts sprinting mm-hmm. uh, and has her board like, I think her board was in her backpack and she like pulls it out with the rope as she goes. Yeah. Uh, hers is also a long board, but uh, that doesn't really matter right now. <laughs> and then like throws it underneath her feet and keeps going. I think like she's going fast. She's clearly putting an effort, but it's not showing on her face. Mm-hmm. That's how we're keeping it chill. Yeah, yeah. And as she like takes off to do the thing, she flings the rope down to where Angus is. Yeah. And then I, I think just like crests over the the like I think it's a hard landing. Like it's not a pretty yeah. landing. Uh but has uh made the jump and hopefully saved Angus in the process. Anyone you can walk away from, right? And then Angus, this rope comes flying towards you while you are moving in slow motion through midair, kind of hanging onto your hoverboard. Uh, what do what do you do? I think he's gonna like grab onto the rope and try to almost like wrap it around himself somehow as quickly as he can. Of course, he's still moving slowly, mm-hmm. um, but try to wrap it around himself as much as he can before he inevitably, inevitably feels the yank of it. Yeah. And I think you're able to do that. And, and like, do you pop out of your slow-mo just as it catches taut kind of thing? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're moving slow motion. The rope is like, pulling and then at just as it comes together you're you're back to reality oops there goes gravity and uh, you're pulled to the other side um so it is a, it's a bit of a rough landing but you make it and there's there's a distinctly louder applause from the other side um lake meanwhile made made the jump effortlessly has <laughs> been waiting on the I other side while I, this all plays out leah made the roll effortlessly blake blake uh lake gave it her gave it her all and really pushed herself uh, <laughs> oh for I sure knew yes. i was gonna make it she there was a moment of doubt <laughs> um but yeah you all land on the other side and yeah this, this does get a reaction that like uh you know the guy's talking a big game biffed it and then you guys just jumped in after them and like it looked dicey for a moment there, but like you, you all made it through. That was there was a mixed success roll in there. We're gonna get to the trouble that uh, comes out of that, but let's cut over to our other friends in the building. So y'all have uh, confronted your bullies. Uh, they've said, "If you want it, come take it from us." Yeah, what what do we do here? What's what's the play? Time for some Philly style dentistry, <laughs> and I like. <laughs> I'm imagining that the stairs are going down. I'm not at the top of the stairs. I'm like 
a little bit off of it, if you, if that makes any sense. So there's the drop to the floor beneath me, right? Yeah. Uh, I am planning to do a, a, like a swanton bomb off the top. It's basically a, like a flip from the top rope in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and you do like a three quarters turn and you land on your back. Mm-hmm. On the whoever you're landing on, so it's a it's a you know big Jeff Hardy move, uh, and I'm going to look cool. I'm invoking that ability, do something in a tough, stylish way, and I'm hoping that I can use my my yeah. skills. Uh, you spent hours and hours. I chose brawling, <laughs> uh, and I'm hoping I can invoke that in this case. It'd be like doing the jump and then continuing the fight, but I'm just thinking that one roll can kind of do it all. That's my plan. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, uh, so what I was going to say is, uh, I think what I would offer, this is exactly what kick is designed for. So, so boost is extra dice. That's if you want to add and, and increase your chance of success. You've already got an ability that's kind of coming into play and doing that. Kick is added effect. So yes. I would say if you, if you were doing it without kick, you could take out one bully. If you're using one of your limited kick resources, that's how you take out all the bullies. Oh, baby. Um, so, yes, if you're willing to burn a kick on this, I think that's that's what's going to happen. So Chester goes into this. Uh, Nick, are you are you hanging back for the moment to let this happen? Or do you have... I, I just want to make sure that your everyone's offers have been heard. I think I've got something that is like happening at the same time that kind of works as a follow-up to his move. So okay. once we see how it plays out, I think I know what my, my thing is. Fair enough. Yeah, let's get that roll, Dave. Okay, so I'm doing the kick. I'm going to add in another dice to do this uh, from the tough, if that works. Uh, along, yeah, absolutely. Uh, along with the skill, so that means I get a 3d6, right? Uh, yes, because you're using one of your grit, your your uh, your skill, yep. and your initial d6. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay. Uh, I got a one, a four, and a six. Baby. There it is. Oh, our first uh, unequivocal success of this entire game. Um, so, yes, mark your style before we forget. That's uh, absolutely you get style for that. And describe to us how you take out this uh, these three bullies on the staircase. Well, uh, if anybody ever watches AEW, you know that there's always conveniently a group of guys uh, just waiting outside the ring for somebody to come and do a big dive onto them. And so that's what it is. Just th- the three of them are together, like looking up, expecting me to come down the stairs. I do the flip off. I land on them hard. I grunt. I like. I'm just like ah, because it hurts every single time. Uh, and then I yeah. like roll off, and I try to like grab onto Scott. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I think they all kind of like it's it's messy. This the maneuver that you're describing sounds very messy to me. No matter how you do it. Yeah. So yeah, I think they all kind of everyone lands in a heap, but everyone is knocked prone to use the uh D uh terminology everyone's everyone's knocked out underneath you and yeah you're kind of on top of scott primarily but the other two are knocked to either side uh nick what were you what was your uh follow-up to this uh so scott had said that if i wanted i gotta come get it so that's what i gotta do i just gotta go get it (laughs) (laughs) and i think still using the anti-nega friction outsoles with my rift ninjas I'm going to like run along the wall and sort of jump side to side down the stairwell. Okay. And my thought is like I'm jumping, moving in the air, and then after they get hit, I'm grabbing. The, I'm assuming like the coil flies up in the air and I snatch it out of the air, kind of thing. Yeah, I like that offer a lot. I think this is where a roll comes into play. Yes. You're yeah, running absolutely. along the wall. Absolutely, that's a thing you can do. 
grabbing, jumping and grabbing it out of midair, that's where we get the roll. So let's uh, let's do that along with any any boost you want to add to that. Yeah, so I think I will turbo that since I am using the sneaks. Uh, mm-hmm. And then much in the way that uh, Chester has, uh, what was the skills in the no- based on knowledge of brawling, uh, mm-hmm. Nick has know-how in which he knows a lot about, and the thing I've selected is anime. <laughs> <laughs> and what what's more anime than ninja running between walls to get down somewhere and snag something? You know, that's that's a pretty anime move. <laughs> it's a that's a fantastic offer, and I love it. Um, yeah, let's get that roll. Get me my dice. Oh, baby, we had a two, a three, and the six we needed. Beautiful. <laughs> um, I should have asked, Are we? were we looking cool on this? I imagine if oh, you're trying to do an anime yeah. run. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't specify, but yeah, we were. We were, we were looking cool. <laughs> there are times when I'm like, oh, no, you don't get to retroactively say you were looking cool. This one, I feel like it was implied. Uh, there are times when I'm like, no, I, I knew you were trying to. Uh, so take your style for that and and describe how this plays out. If, if I might... Uh choose to add a kick here would i be able to not only grab the component but incorporate it into my device oh boy i'd even spend two of my kick to do it <laughs> if you'd let me i'll give you that because i was gonna say on the one hand i feel like retroactively adding kick once you know it's a success is not a great look like that's not how that mechanic is supposed to work you got to add that kick while it's still up in the air um but on the other hand i know what you want to do here so I really want to see it happen. Uh, so if you're go- if you're willing to burn two kick, absolutely you can do it. I will do that. As Nick is leaping down wall to wall in this stairwell, he reaches into the poster tube on his back and pulls out uh, the components that he had from before. We now see have been assembled into a sleek black handle, mm-hmm. uh, which has also been connected to. Uh, a katana blade. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and this, uh, the blade itself, um, it has, in the way the katanas do, they have the, sort of the wavy line where there's the two types of metal. Uh, the front sharp true edge of the blade is still like metallic silver, but the back metal of the blade is a deep red inlaid with circuitry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. <laughs> as he manages to get this nega friction coil out of the air, he is able to slot it into the hilt where it needed to be. Uh, and as he lands with his nega friction sword, uh, it thrums into life with the coil and emanates a red energy, very lightsaber-esque, but around the shape of this katana. <laughs> Beautiful. This is what I was I was waiting for. Uh, so uh, as the smarts playbook, Michael has taken his one extra ability. He gets his gadgeteer. Uh, I mean, he had a choice in abilities, but Gadgeteer allows him to have a second signature device uh, with limited power. You don't get all of the of the bonuses of it, uh, but you do get a second signature. So in addition to the Rift Ninja sneakers, uh, uh, Nick has his Nega Friction Sword, uh, and what a reveal. Beautiful. <laughs> um, now, so the bullies are splayed out on the ground. You've ignited your uh, badass Nega Friction energy sword. You've got them kind of at your mercy. What 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 are we doing? 
Good question. Um, <laughs> like, is this a moment to intimidate? Are you, I assume you're not going to murder them. No, no, no. But I don't <laughs> want to speak for Nick. I don't know what Nick's about. But I don't know what kind of anime he's watching. Maybe it's Naruto. Maybe it's, you know, something Death Note or something. Those are both animes. I named two. I'm very proud of myself. I'm 33. <laughs> you, you named two, but you also named two that were, like, pretty good examples of, like, of what you were trying to say. So, hell yeah. Is is there anything in the vicinity that like it'd be fine to just like cut right through? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Like, there's there's a, a random pipe running up along one of the walls. It's like not in the wall or or attached like attached to the wall, but separate from, kind of running up beside you. Does that work for what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. So I think as Nick lands and ignites uh, his Nega Friction sword, he then calls out. Negatana, first form, nega friction strike! And with that, a clean swipe through the pipe, and maybe it like bursts steam or something out. Also, yes, he has named the nega friction sword his Negatana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, so, big swipe through the pipe, uh, very mood lighty steam that also takes on the red lighting from the blade. Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. This is a an abandoned barren wasteland with no sign of life left in it, but somehow there was still a little bit of pressurized steam in whatever duct system this was <laughs> that you sliced, just for the sole purpose of making you look like a badass in this moment. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think this successfully intimidates these bullies, and they're like, fine, keep, keep your dumb sword, whatever, let's go, guys. Uh, and they're all kind of scrambling to their feet, and unless you stop them, they will scatter and head out yeah like i i get off i'm like i i don't have anything to prove with them and as the steam is going out i take uh nick by the shoulder and turn him towards the the way out see what i tell you don't be afraid of lumberjacks unless their axes are big and it turned out their axes were small and you have a like a lightsaber or some kind of thing so good on you <laughs> <laughs> these these Grand Capone sayings are buck wild. I love this folksy wisdom you're dropping on us. Yeah, I think with that, yeah, the bullies have scattered, and I'm assuming you two make your way out. I don't know. Do you want to continue to explore this building, or do you want to regroup with some of the rest of the the crew there? Probably good to start heading back toward the party. I'm guessing. I I, I actually also hey look, I also want to apologize. I called you a dweeb, and in the moment. It was because I was always called the dweeb, uh, and I was like, oh, I was just known as dweeb, and I'm just like, hey, you're like me. And then I was just like, wait, that was an insult, and that always made me mad, and that's why I would start punching people. And I was like, oh, maybe he would take this as an insult. So I don't think you're a dweeb, you know, I think you're more of like a dork. That's okay, Chester. I, I think dweeb is pretty accurate, though technically the most accurate might be dropping the D and just going with weeb, but I don't know. It's all kind of the same deal. Has Chester ever heard the word weeb in his life? Uh, it's a, it's clearly a Canadian term, yeah? So, uh... yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cutting back over to our other crew. Now, you guys had just cleared the jump. You got the respect of your peers. Everyone's like, yeah, all right, good stuff. And, and Jason's kind of looking up sourly from the ground, like, oh, mad that he biffed it and you guys didn't. Um, and you're feeling pretty good about yourselves. Unfortunately, there was that pesky mixed success that was rolled um and it was kind of a team effort to clear this gap so i'm sort of treating the consequence as a team thing as well real quick before you do that robin yep. you had mentioned that any trick involving this overpass has extra style right 
Yes! Oh my god, thank you for calling me on it. Please all mark one extra style. Nice. Thank you. In addition to any that you may have marked already. <laughs> my first style! <laughs> I got two. So you've landed, you're feeling pretty good about yourselves. You all hear something behind you. A sort of bubbling, hissing, gurgling sound. And it's so quiet at first that it, it doesn't phase you, but then you realize that you haven't heard anything aside from like each other and the wind since you got here, and a chill runs up your spine. When you turn around, you see a vibrant blue ooze bubbling up through the surface of the pavement, kind of like tar on a hot summer day, expanding into an ever larger puddle. Just as you start to comprehend what's going on, a massive creature breaks the surface. To call it a slug would be misleading, even though that's clearly what it is. For one thing, it's it's as big as a minivan, and for another, it's moving unsettlingly quickly. Still, it's a vaguely cylindric, gelatinous blob completely covered in translucent blue slime oozing its way across the pavement directly towards you. 